Well, hello, and welcome to another spooky edition of... Oh, sorry, I, I, I fell asleep there. <laughs> uh, the Movie yeah. Man Podcast. I had a weird dream. What? What? It's just this, this... It was a dream about this guy mm. who seemed really, like, weathered and rough and and like deformed almost was it a dream about roger moore <laughs> no there was like this this awful like scratching and and <laughs> and like but it was almost like it was it wasn't his fingernails it was like it was like something that he'd like fashioned himself it was awful it was terrible hmm. but it was just a dream weird yeah. Oh, I'm sure so, nothing will come of it. Yeah, as long as you didn't have the exact same dream. I did. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. that can only be a bonding thing, I think. It just means yeah. that our, we're synchronized now. Our dream cycles are synchronized. Something like that. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. Um, welcome. Welcome to another episode of the Movie Man Podcast. Yeah, that's right. Um, if you're the just joining us for the first time, I'm sorry about your luck. Um, and if you're, you know, if you're a returning listener, then I am equally as sorry. Uh, but we're excited to be here. We've got a guest with us this week, which is something that, with the exception of last week, it had been quite a while uh, since we had, it's been a while since we've had a guest. Um, and yeah, guests, oh, guests for are sure. fun, you know, it's, uh, it's an opportunity for us mm-hmm. to talk less. Um, <laughs> so if you're new, uh, yeah, we review films, you guys vote on the films. Uh, and the way that you do that is by following us, subscribing to us, liking us, whatever the proper verbiage is for all of the social media links posted down below. Those are things you're going to want to check out. Uh, if you plan on being a listener, if you're going to listen to this, um, then I mean, have your say, right? Boss us around a little bit. Tell us what we're going to watch and what we're not going to watch. And what do you want to hear us to, what you want to hear us yammer on about? Um, yeah. So do it. That's, that's, that's how a, a, a a social media spiel is supposed to go, right? Just tell people. Yeah. Just follow us. Yeah. Just do it. Damn it. So, so the episode this week was actually a vote. And the theme was Halloween films and the voting No, people, horror. Classic horror films. Horror, I'm sorry. Uh, what'd you Tis call me? Tis the season. <laughs> the, the, the theme of the vote was horror films, classic horror films. And uh, the, the voting response was pretty even. Uh, some good response amongst the movies. But the clear winner was the 1984 film A Nightmare on Elm Street. Right, which you had not seen before. I had never seen. No, and I I owned, um, so or still own, so I've definitely seen it. And I was, you know, it wasn't of all the options because it's the one that I'd seen. Uh, mm-hmm. It's the one I was rooting for the least. Um, okay. okay. However, it's a good film, and and I would, you know, I'm equally excited to be to be chatting about it as I am any other. Uh, but before we go any further, we should introduce the reason for this season. Jordan. Jordan. Hey. Have you welcome have, back? Have you ever been referred <laughs> to as the reason for the season? I've never, ever 
that. No. <laughs> no. I've well, never even heard that. There you I go. Don't think. What? Really? Yeah, the reason for the season. Oh yeah, people do it at Christmas. It's a big Christmas thing, right? Everyone like in and <laughs> oh yeah, in reference to Jesus, everyone's like, "Oh, Jesus is the reason for the season." So oh. you are the reason for the Halloween season, sir. That's high praise. Wow. Yeah, thank you. I I'll take it. You're I'll you're you're anything. in the same ca- the same conversation as the Son of God. That's that's. <laughs> so am I like the opposite because I'm like Halloween? Because it's Halloween, maybe. Yeah. I mean, you've got okay. the hair. Well, yeah. Yeah. no no knock on Jordan, but I feel like a bunch of elementary school aged kids would argue and say candy is the reason for the season. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what do middle aged kids? Maybe know? not this season though. Yeah. yeah, not this yeah. season. No, this they're, this you know face masks and and I don't know. That's pretty much it. Candy. Yeah, they're gonna be dropping candy through the tubes down. Little yes, shoots that's right. Down kid, the stairs, yeah. kid in the plastic bubble. Um. <laughs> so, uh, Jordan, you were on the show last week, uh, and we chatted a bunch about horror films. Um, I chatted a bunch. You chatted a bunch about horror films. We listened <laughs> a bunch about horror films. Mm-hmm. Um, we took notes. Yeah, and we're I, we are happier than than a kid that is allowed to go trick or treating uh, mm. to have you back. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad to be. I'm glad to be here. So let's just let's just talk. We haven't planned anything. There's no structure. There's no script. There's no. Nope. You know, well, that's yeah, that's what I got. From yeah, talking to you guys over Facebook. Yeah, exactly. We're, <laughs> anyone who talks to us over Facebook gets an unorganized, unprepared. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Just, just, just kind of. Like, well, we're uh, recording seven thirty on uh, two on Thursday or Wednesday. I yeah, guess I'm the one who changed it from Tuesday. That's okay, man. That's my bad. You had uh, you had other, you know. Can can we say can we say can we congratulate you? Is that is that proper podcast etiquette? I don't know. Oh yeah. Well, congratulate. Th- yeah, I don't have to toot my own horn, so you can do it. Okay, congratulations on two wonderfully successful years of marriage. Oh, nice, everyone. That's uh, you know. Yeah. If if I weren't super lazy, that's where oh. a applause sound effect would be edited in. <laughs> Well, then I gotta like scrub through and find the spot, and and uh, and it's not gonna happen. But uh, yeah, no. So you know that w- that was a a completely your wedding anniversary was a completely legitimate reason for us to uh, change up our recording schedule a little bit. So you know, but yeah. well, other future can I, potential. Can I do my shout out though? Can I just do my one? Yeah. I love you, babe. Yeah. This is for you. Yeah, babe. <laughs> I only ever shout out my mom. And uh, and I don't think she listens to the show because she's never commented on any of those shoutouts. So that's <laughs> I'm in counseling about that. But um, hmm. so, anyways, uh, nightmare on Elm Street, a nightmare let's, on Elm let's, Street. Let's get into it. Let's have uh, Jordan start us off with a question, and then we can kind of dip our dip our toes into it that way. What, dude? He's what question? He's oh, he's married. He had a he's he just had a two. I, if you're hoping he's going to pop the question. I already popped the question. It's a little... The question has done been popped, sir. <laughs> Not that question. Like a oh, okay. Yeah. Like a, like a, you know, like like what they were afraid was going to happen to Violet Beauregard. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely the original. 
no slight <laughs> against you know Tim Burton and Johnny Depp, you know both masters at their craft. But what the hell was that? Oh, oh, the remake. It's outrageous. It's it's got it's got laugh worthy moments, but it's not it's not a good film. So two episodes I've been on here. There's been two. Uh, Ch- Charlie and the Chocolate Factory references. I referenced Augustus Gloop in the first one, and now, yeah. and now this. That's how we roll. It, mo- the show is uh, basically built on on Gene Wilder. We've never done a Gene Wilder film. <laughs> what the hell is the matter no. with us? Oh, I guess you got to do uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. We gotta, we gotta. Uh, we'll okay, Jordan, we'll do you see. have you have some 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 questions to stump us with? Well, okay. I guess I got I I got one. I guess I can do two. Okay. So here I'll do. They're we're just we're they're not. You, you call the shots. If you don't feel obligated to do two, if you feel you got a strong one, you just you you decide. Yeah. Okay. We'll go with we'll go with two. Why not? Why not do two? Who sure. Knows? I may never be back on a podcast ever again, so I might as well do two. He'll be lying right. in his deathbed, and they'll be like. <laughs> Do you have any regrets? <laughs> I didn't ask the second question. The year was 2020. <laughs> All right. So, so okay. So Wes Craven, he was uh, before being a before becoming a filmmaker, he was he was a, like a teacher, I, I believe, at a high school. Ooh. So, oh, wow. um, so anyway, he named so Elm Street was the street that the his that school that he taught that he last taught at before he left that was the name of the street that the school was on but Mm. there is another there's another famous street elm street and it's famous for a very big reason do you know why you know what that second that other very very big big reason is elm street elm street hmm do you have any ideas, Pete? Hmm. No, nothing's popping out. Um, I the only other Elm hmm. Street reference in my life is uh, I was working. Uh, I was working at a uh, building retail store, like a, a a home home improvement store, um, and my job there was to go into people's homes. And and measure different various projects for them, and and quote them a price for us to come, either install or do some renovations or something like that. And uh, I had to I had to drive to a neighboring town one day to do a measure, and everything everything about it seemed weird and wrong, and <laughs> just like not a job that you know. Sometimes it's like ah, you know, money is money, but there's some jobs that you just don't want to land. Uh, and this particular one was on an Elm Street, and I was like, "Yeah, screw that." There's, like, <laughs> it just—I was like, "No, no, it's not happening." All signs are pointing at no. Um, but no, I honestly, I, when it comes to Elm Street, I—I I have no historical. I assume it's an American street, uh, so I—I I have no clue. You have none of you, so Pete, you're done. Yeah, nothing is coming to mind. The only thing that I'm is coming to my mind is I'm just picturing how disturbing this project or job Brady said no to must have been because that sounds sounds like it was traumatic. I I asked her. I was like, "Is ma'am, is there anything I should know about the house?" She said, "No, just don't fall asleep." And I was like, "Okay." I, 
don't know what that means. No one can, no one can hear the screams from my basement. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, uh, you know, she's like, uh, uh, I was there to measure a window on the second floor. She's like, so if you'd like to come down to the basement, I'm like, uh, <laughs> leave I, your cell phone in this basket. Don't bring it with you. Yeah, aren't I here to measure something on that? Yes. Well, you know, I just want to show you something first. There's a big. I've made you some. There. I've made you some tea. She unravels a a, a a bladed glove. Yes, from yeah. the furnace <laughs> in the basement. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's like, I've yeah. got a glove in the basement in the furnace. I just need you to take. I don't know why her accent keeps it. She's like, now she's like European. But, no, I've got no clue, Jordan. What's the answer? Yeah. yeah. So, so, do you yeah, guys want to know the answer? I I, I kind of um, do. No, at this point, now okay. screw it. I don't so care. So I can tell yep. you the answer is a little bit <laughs> bit more uh, traumatic, I'm sure, than than that. It was the street that JFK was assassinated on. Oh, oh weird. Okay. okay. Yeah, I yeah. never would so have. That's a yeah. It's a just a little. That's a little quick one. So was that hmm. was that like j- jointly part of the inspiration for this? Mm, I don't. Uh, I don't know. I'm sure um, it could just be a weird coincidence. Okay. It could just be. You know that mm. that's that's the street that the school was on, but um, sure. I think you know it's yeah. Yeah, I think probably it it probably helped him make his decision. Sure. Like I'm sure when he was making, he's like, I'm not going to name it the the street the the school was on, but maybe that helped influence it a little bit. More, uh, what so. should we call it? Sure. Okay, Wall Street, too iconic, Sesame Street, <laughs> Taken. Ah, damn. <laughs> and it kind of sounds a little ominous, doesn't Elm Street? Elm it kind of sells a little. Elm yeah. Dutch yeah. Elm disease is sure ominous. That's <laughs> what is that? I'm sure. Yeah, what is Dutch Elm disease? <laughs> du- oh, is that is that's like awful. one of those tree diseases that's like transported by a bug and it kill oh, like it, okay yeah like the the emerald Pretty ash sure. borer thing. Yeah, yeah I one think. one of the reasons you have to overpay for firewood when you go to a campground versus bringing your own. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, do you have another trivia question for uh, us? And then, okay, so we were talking about the off-air, I guess we were talking about the cool Johnny Depp death scene. Yeah. The amount oh, of yeah. blood, right? Do you know how yep. much blood? Yeah. Can you take a guess at how much blood was used? Like fake blood in the scene? Yeah, yeah. Or uh, like, genuine pig's a, blood? Uh, <laughs> I actually don't know what they used. Hmm. But it kind of looks like chocolate milk, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. It does. <laughs> it's kind of brown the on dairy, my TV. The Dairy Farmers Association was pleased. They used a lot of milk for that scene. Uh, how much? God. A lot. Uh, but I feel like that's <laughs> yeah. not the answer you're going for. Um, are we talking like, like... This is more like, yeah, you can just take a stab. Like what unit of measurement are we go- are we looking for? Okay, we can go in gallons. I can take gallons? a quick. Yeah, I can convert it over. Uh, to, to well, no, no, no. What like you've got it in what? Like what is the? It the, is to it is in gallons. Gallons. Right okay. Now. Yeah. Uh, but I have it here in liters now. So I would you know say, I would say it's got to be. It's got to be fifty gallons. <laughs> yeah, it's more than that. Yeah. Let's go 60 gallons. I'm wondering I'm wondering how like m- more more blood was four, used than is in the human body. That's 4. for sure. 4.4 oh, liters in oh, a yeah. 4.4 oh. liters in a gallon. 
4.4 liters in a gallon. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, 80 gallons. No. No. Pete? Mm, Here, okay, yeah, you can both let's... get one more stab. Just take one more stab each. Yeah. 200 gallons. Oh, you're getting up there. Wow. 500 gallons. 500 gallons, yes. What? Yes, 500 gallons. 1,892 liters of fake blood. That is bullshit. I literally just threw that number on the wall and it stuck. Yeah, I demand yeah. a recount. Yeah, 500 <laughs> gallons of blood. Wow. Do you see the amount of blood coming out of there? It is. They call it's it the that geyser. They call it the geyser scene. Man. Hmm. Because it looks like yeah, just that's... like a geyser, right? And I, mm -hmm. I seem to remember from health class, uh, there isn't 500 gallons of blood in the human body. <laughs> Try well, one. I mean, I don't have my notes right well, in front of me, but. You know when they're going in there, when he's like uh, the cop after they go they check it out and he's like the guy's been puking all day <laughs> and uh they go in their blood's just dripping from the ceiling like it's just it is so unbelievable there's something about no, they, they no 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 they go where where's the coroner at homie and he's like yeah he's he's throwing up in the bathroom like it, the guy yeah, yeah. whose job the guy whose job is to <laughs> yeah. look at deceased people and all the time like that's all he does is hovering over a toilet puking incessantly it's such it's such a good scene. Oh. There's something oh, about yeah. there's something about Johnny Depp scenes and unrealistic uses of blood. Because every time I watch uh every time I watch Sweeney Todd, uh I think two things. I think one, everyone that Sweeney Todd killed uh A had orange blood, and that can't be I mean, that's gotta be some sort of vitamin deficiency. And secondly, mm. they all also had underlying extremely high blood pressure issues because that shit squirts. Like it is, it is ghastly how the blood sprays from those people's necks. And I've never, wow. I've never actually slit someone's throat. I talk a big game, but I've never, I've never that's actually good. done it. I, yeah, that's, that's good. <laughs> Uh, and and I, I would think maybe if you hit an artery or something, that blood's gonna start spraying, man. I guess, but like clear across I, the absolutely, it, it definitely would. Oh, yeah, okay. I would think. So, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, big time. Well, I don't know anything. Then. But not not like Sweeney Todd. Like it just comes like a fenestrated like wall like across the neck. Like it's not just like one pinpoint spot that's like squirting. So okay. I get what you're saying. It's exaggerated. It's okay. It's not like Kill Bill. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. yeah. Now I want to watch Kill Bill. Uh, so Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm -hmm. The only thing I want to say right off the top yeah. is what a geniusly terrifying premise yes. uh, because every other um, horror film mascot, villain, antagonist from this era um, is... You know they're they're menacing and they're terrifying, but they're also in a lot of ways escapable, yes. right? So like yeah. Jason, just stop going. Don't camp there. Um, <laughs> you know, Chucky, if you can, just burn the damn doll. Like it, like you know, mm. uh, Leatherface. Like so, the Michael Myers, right? Like put yourself in 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 some form of protective custody. Right, buy yourself a Bradley assault vehicle, 
and just and move out of Haddonfield and just just get the you know <laughs> get to get the hell out of Dodge because uh, mm. they're just men, right? Um, but Freddie and, and not only yeah, Freddie it's, it's is not a, only like you, they don't have a there's there's no escape, but just like the basic human need of needing sleep, like eventually well, and either that's, that's you, just it. You, it is that yeah. like you're in, you know, so not only, not only, so think about this, right? So Michael Myers has to come looking for you. Michael Myers goes mm. and, and rests and has a hideout somewhere and he recuperates <laughs> and he comes and he kicks your door in <laughs> and he, you know, jumps out from behind the couch. Like all, you know, he, mm. he's, he's a dude. Uh, yep. And, and as such, he has to play by real world rules right so so you have a fighting chance because he's got like he's big strong and and menacing but he's got no abilities that you don't have he's just a dude Mm. freddy right when you fall asleep which despite your best efforts at some point you will right so there is no there is no just getting away uh or or finding the ultimate protection at some mm-hmm. point, when you fall asleep, not only are you falling directly into his lap, right? He doesn't, you're going to him. He doesn't have to come to you. You're showing up at his doorstep mm. and ringing the doorbell when you fall asleep. But you're now in a world where it's his rules. It's his sandbox. It's his playground. And until you you know, kind of master the art of lucid dreaming. Uh, <laughs> which is a skill we should all pick up, Which by is the way. something we should all be working on, <laughs> you know, just in case this shit turns out to be real. Um, yeah. yeah. It, 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 you're helpless. You are helpless. And you're kind of just stuck going along for the ride, um, which is, again, is genius. And I think it's genius for the same reason that I think, you know, the whole paranormal haunting the idea that the house that you're in is haunted uh and or the demonic presence is actually attached to you know it's 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 not the house it's your daughter they want her soul right it's mm-hmm. like you, you don't know you don't know what the rules are you don't know how to fight back you don't know how to uh to protect yourself and no matter what you do they're going to get you they're going to find you uh, and I think that's what's so wonderfully terrifying about the idea of Freddy is that he mm. lives in your dreams. He's, 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 but he's just because he lives in your dream doesn't mean he's a figment of your imagination. Doesn't mean it's like, well, you know, it's mind over matter and he can't hurt you. No, he's, he's well, just a paranormal entity that is going to like murder your ass. It's like that wives tale, right? Yeah. Like if you die in your dreams, you die in real life. Yeah, and it's yeah, yeah, like yeah. Really playing on that, right? So it really is a threat, and and I like because yeah, there are really no rules with him. Right? No, he's like he's essentially Loki. He's 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 Loki, or he's like the mask. He, it it's like he's endowed with the 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 powers of the mask of Loki from the mask movies. He can create matter. He can do whatever the hell he wants. Right. Yeah. And it's like, yep, because they don't know the the rules, which there are only two, I would say, don't fall asleep and then don't fear him, right? You, you can't fear him because if you fear him, it makes him stronger. 
Right. And, and the first one of those it rules gives him the ability to do whatever he wants. Right. And the first mm-hmm. one of those rules is a rule that you can only follow for so long. And the second one is a yep. hell of a lot easier said than done. Exactly. And they oh, don't yeah. know that, right? Yeah. Like if you don't know that, then it's like you're this guy is terrifying and if you don't know that rule, like yeah, it's going to be pretty hard to convince convince yourself that uh this guy's not a threat if yeah. you just don't believe, right? Like right. Oh. but much but much like Pennywise uh in that regard, you are a big juicy steak and fear is the seasoning. Fear just makes you mm-hmm. You know, fear, fear, you being afraid is the equivalent to, to Frodo putting on the ring, right? Yeah. You become this beacon of, of mm-hmm. you know, of delicious victimness. <laughs> so, can I, can I just say, Jordan, when you referenced uh, just like the old wives' tale, I was genuinely confused where you were going to go with that. I'm like, what old wives' tale has to do with a creepy old man with a hat and blades on his hand? But that you, you tie that together. Well, I was just generally confused. In in twenty <laughs> years, in twenty years, Sorry. when people ask that question, the answer some <laughs> someone will be confused. They'll scratch their head. And you mean you mean Trump? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm curious, Pete. Uh, this is your first yeah. viewing. This is your first mm. viewing. Uh, and, yeah, awesome. uh, <laughs> what were your thoughts going into it and what are your thoughts yeah. coming out? Uh, you know what? I was genuinely intrigued. I'm like, you know, I, I think we've all, um, seen it in pop culture. So, um, I, I can't think of maybe this is the main example, but there's references made to it in like the, the Simpsons Halloween specials, I think. So a lot of just different. Uh, elements of it in pop culture so the concept i was familiar with um so i was just generally intrigued with how it held up um and just i i gave it every opportunity i watched it in the basement with dimmed the lights um and just i you know different things intrigued me and enticed me so just the the fact that in the opening credits it says introducing johnny depp yeah i enjoyed um you took the words right out of my mouth like you hit the nail on the head here it's a truly horrifying premise, like every concept of it. It's not like the other films where you can take a step away from, you know, hey, lock the door. Hey, leave town. Hey, insert blank. You can appease or resolve all these issues. You can't. Like, it's truly a horrifying nightmare scenario in every way. So, um, yeah, no, I, I, it was definitely, I'm, I'm glad to finally step aboard this train of the pop culture relevant films that I hadn't seen. I was glad to finally see it. And uh, definitely some moments where I was like, hey, this is kind of just comical. You know, she home alone, you know, the main protagonist home alones her way out of things and sets booby traps. <laughs> there, there's times where, you know, it was just entertaining just to see the different sequences that were, whether the, you thought they were dreams and then they turned out to be real or vice versa. And just as a rule of thumb, we might hit on some of these examples later on, but something that I found very refreshing was the sequence would happen in the movie and I'd I'd go, okay, but in reality, this is what I would do. Or in reality, this would more logically explain what's going on. And that actually happened. And I found that like just my personality, I found that so pleasant where I'm like, okay, I can, I can hang my head on this movie because it's not doing the opposite of what I think the characters should do. Or there wasn't like a main plot hole. Like whenever I thought, oh, here's, here's kind of like a gap in the, in the plot here. 
something would happen. I'm going to go, oh, nope, that, that happened for a reason. I can live with that. So, yeah, it was, it, it was definitely an interesting ride. Cool. Because you, I mean, you get easily, is it fair to say that you get easily hung up on campiness? You struggle with, you know, like campiness yeah, is a real you, demerit for yeah. you. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I, I would say that's a valid point. Yep. I, yeah, I think I think you're right. I think the film does a lot of things really well. What I want to know, and maybe Jordan has an answer to this, at the very end mm. of the film, when Nancy's mother gets pulled through the door, mm-hmm. mm. how did they make that look so real? How is it? How is it that that <laughs> that Wait, you're, Nancy's you're kidding, right? Nancy's mother's legs rubber banding <laughs> through the <laughs> through the window? How is it that that doesn't look like a dummy? How did they? Well, you know, we're pre CGI. Yoga. We all know that that ended Ronnie Blakely's career, right? She broke her legs and yeah, oh yeah, that was that was that for like, after yeah, that. Yeah, she was a paraplegic after, and that's which is <laughs> dedication <laughs> to <laughs> your craft. It's dedication <laughs> to your craft. Um, <laughs> there's also if you have the Blu-ray and watch the bonus features, there's like nine different variations on that scene. Like they filmed that ending scene. With like nine different. Yeah, outcomes. I watched wow. those last night. <laughs> yeah, and some oh, of them are they good. All sucked. Some of them are okay, uh, but no, none of them. None of them are all the same. Except yeah, for walk like me through, two like, what, seconds. What kind of things? Uh, I haven't. It's oh. been like a year so since like, I've what, watched what them. What variance is there? So here, I I watched them last night. So there's one. It's yeah, like yeah. So when she comes out of the out of the house and they're both standing there and she's she goes off to the car with all of her friends and the real yep. ones like when the the hood comes up and it's the freddy colors and they, they drive away mm. and then the variations like she gets in there they drive away and then it pans out and it's like freddy's just driving the car and he's just laughing and then and then she, and then the mom gets pulled through the window and then another one's like they just drive off in the in the kids are just skipping singing one two freddy's coming for you but there's no mm. like sound editing for them oh yeah they're not so they're not so- finished they, shots like, sounds so it just all sounds and looks brutal like it is and most like, of them yeah, are I, uh, confusing from a continuity standpoint like most of them you're like i what is this like what are the implications here what <laughs> there was one they <laughs> were like mean? this one's called the Freddy ending, and it was the exact same mm. ending that they gave us, just yeah. without sound editing. Oh. Just without like, sound. <laughs> uh, what is that? <sighs> okay. Mm. Um, where should we take this? Can I? Um, can I actually just comment on the ending while yeah. we're just yeah, talking yeah, 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 about yeah. it? Yeah. L- listen, I'm, I'm not going to go on here. I'm not getting the Nightmare on Elm Street tattoo when we're done recording this episode. Well, so I'm just going to go out and say. Should. Yeah, I would do it. I, well. Should I? Nancy. Should I? Yeah. <laughs> should I? Just, the, just the name Nancy. <laughs> you should get Johnny Depp. You should get Johnny Depp in a crop top. You should. You should yes. get. You should get yes. a, a tramp stamp that just says "Introducing Johnny Depp." Listen, I'm open to that. I'm especially open to the crop top Johnny Depp tattoos. <laughs> so we'll talk about that later. Do you do? But does anyone po- here have the confidence to do that? To wear a crop top in 2020. Well, no, not yeah. now. No, I don't think people wear those now. I don't. I no. I think I think 
listen, I think it's making a comeback uh, for women. I think women are, are yes. like teenage girls yep. are getting into crop tops yep. again. Uh, yes, but not my, not men, I don't think. Prior to watching A Nightmare on Elm Street, I don't think I realized that it was ever a thing for men. Uh, I don't oh, think same. I like crop tops, period. Just I, period. Just, like, <laughs> put, put it away. I don't no. need to see your belly button. Who did you yeah, like, with the crop tops? Who said that a belly button yeah. was an attractive thing? Cover that up. <laughs> mm. Mm. But yeah, my point is, also, I, this is not a Johnny film, Depp. so I'm not Can biasedly say saying... How- <laughs> oh yes sorry <laughs> no I, I, I no, cut no. Out, I guess. go ahead guy. no there's a weird so okay so for people listening at home uh the method that we use to bring a guest in the show is an internet-based method and so sometimes things get a little out of sync so you start a sentence halfway through and someone you know, you don't realize someone else has already started a sentence. It just hasn't reached your ears yet. So that's, you know, that's what happened there. <laughs> Somewhat rock, okay, paper, Pete, scissors, you go. and you then go. You finish your thought there. Yeah. No, Pete, <laughs> okay. you go. Well, my point was, I'm not saying, I'm, I'm not biased. So it's not that I'm trying to toot a horn of a film that I like. I'm just saying this quite neutrally. I actually really enjoyed the ending. And I, I liked it because I would have been okay with either component of it. So... The ending at first, you kind of think that, yeah, there's like this overcoming of evil and it's by denying it your personal energy. And I was like, if if that's the way this movie ends, I'm actually okay with this. But then also, then there's kind of a bit of a twist there where you realize like evil wasn't vanquished and our heroes are left in this unending peril of just nightmare and doom. And I was also just as equally okay with that. So it was just, I thought it was interesting how both were kind of dangled in front of us and it wasn't like me being disappointed one way or the other and i there's something about it i really was fascinated by it and i could have been okay with either but i was okay really okay with the way it ended and i i just think i wanted to comment on that something i actually enjoyed yeah yeah uh jordan talk our ears off about um about freddy's origin and how like this is this is so uniquely different uh, in the sense that, yeah, it's it's children paying for their their parents' mistakes, and and just what a like I don't know. To me, that's it's such a rich layer of story um, that you have all these these douchebag parents that <laughs> you know know what's going on and are are kind of like in denial and turning a blind eye to what's happening to an extent while all of these teenagers are just dying. Dropping like flies. Yeah, it's uh, it's super interesting because in the movie too, they call him a child murderer, right? Yeah, and but I think in the new, but he's a child molester. Yeah, which That's in the what re- he was actually originally scripted. At, yeah, and right? in the remake, they return to that. In the remake, mm, yeah. they they don't flat out say it, but you kind of you get a a better glimpse into Freddy Krueger's lair when he was alive. Uh, and there's sure some weird get. dark stuff happening. Yeah, and it honestly sure sounds like when, when when he was alive, it sounds like the real horror story is the real Freddy Krueger before he died. Like that without go, goes he was without a bad saying, dude. Ugh. Yeah, ugh. 
Yeah, he's a creep. And you get that, too, here. Like, in this one, when they just say he's a child. Like, he's a creep. Like, he's sticking his tongue through the phone and being creepy. Right? Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, I guess the parents, like, they're not. For what they did, I guess I'm, like, okay with it. Right? But it's, yeah, it's them not just neglecting. It's them neglecting everything that Nancy has been saying to John Saxon and he just won't listen to her. Yeah. Right? Like she's got, you know, she's got, she's saying like Fred Krueger, a guy with the, she's like describing him, and the parents yeah. are like, no, I, I, well, that doesn't oh. ring a bell. I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. Yeah. And Marge, yeah. Marge, the mom, she's like, Oh, like we killed him however many years ago. He's not coming back. And he's like, no, nah, he's back, lady. Like, yeah, Mom, <laughs> I'm how, telling you right now, he's back. How could I possibly make this up with this <laughs> level of detailed accuracy? When like, how many yeah. people oh. do we have to have a funeral for before you accept he back? Yeah. Oh my God. My my boyfriend just turned into a blood geyser, and that's yes. like you're still looking at me all stink eyed. Like, <laughs> like, like after yeah. that happens, they still just neglect. They lock her up mm-hmm. in the house, eh, with the, the barred windows and stuff. Yeah, which c- which crazy. which are not what? up to fire regulation. I what have to say, is... no, no, yeah. yeah. If a fire no. breaks out in her doorway, Nancy, <laughs> Nancy screwed, man. Yeah, uh, but uh, uh. yeah, it, it, it's it is hilarious that way. But, what's ev- um, what's everyone's favorite death? Well, it's got to be that one, no? Johnny Depp in the fir- in the first one, like the Tina one, the first one where she's getting dragged up and down the so ceiling, good. and isn't that amazing? It's amazing, and and like, you know, yeah. How terrifying would that be? Can I go into that for yeah. a second? Yeah. So, yeah. okay, so the way they filmed that scene, like that first one with, with Tina, the Tina death, yeah. they mm-hmm. built, so they built that room, right? Because they didn't know how to get her up on the ceiling. They didn't want to put her on strings or whatever. Like they didn't know how to do it. So they built this room, uh, just that room is as a singular set. And they put it on this like rotating. Like a big gimbal like, thing. Yeah, and they bolted in the 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 camera and the chair for the cameraman they bolted everything down and they like they spun the room by hand so they had these levers on it and they would just keep spinning the room up like just in circles by hand like a couple of the people on on the set and they would just capture it like with the camera moving along with the with the rotating set and just capture her like flying up and down the wall and kind of rolling around and doing this whatever. Right. And they were, they would be directing her like this is up. Like they'd be pointing to her, like what is up and what is down because while she's acting, she'd be forgetting what is up and what is down. So like she'd be looking at the ceiling being like, Oh no, I'm trying to look down at, at, at her boyfriend. But she's looking at the ceiling, getting all confused. Right. Really See, funny. that's frustrating to me because my notes here say that the way they shot that scene was they utilized a Ouija board and and actually brought a <laughs> demonic presence in and then just sacrificed the actress. So not only, A, do I feel stupid, but B, this is the last time I'm ever 
ever doing my research on Wikipedia. Screw that shit. Well, that's but, why you don't use a Ouija board <laughs> yeah. for your uh, information. Th- thank you for steering me straight. Yeah, I got I I got that information from the beyond. Like I, <laughs> friggin' liars on the other side, man. What mm-hmm. is interesting because she that scene, like if you do look, like yeah, there's nothing there. Like it looks, it looks unbelievable. For 1984, it's incredible. Yeah, like when when the cuts is. start oh, yeah. appearing on her stomach. You're like, holy yeah. crap. Like, you know, it's it's a little like the skin itself, the prop skin is a little like uncanny valley type material. But aside yeah. from that, it the scene holds up surprisingly well. Yep, it does. Yeah. I think the whole yeah, movie it definitely really does. From, mm, definitely oh, yeah. from a filmmaking perspective, the scene is well done and well executed. And yeah, that definitely translates just from a story character perspective. Like you're, I'm literally sitting there going like, dang, like this doesn't bode well for obviously her and probably not for the boyfriend who's stuck alone in the room. Oh yeah. There's no way this guy's not doing friggin' hard. Like he's screwed. Right. And again, that's where this film, I was pleased with the realism because the first thing I thought, I'm like, this kid's going to jail how is he not getting charged first degree murder or at least manslaughter? And it, it, it held up like they did arrest his ass. Yeah. Uh, for me, one of the most disturbing moments by far is actually following that when Nancy's in class and she sees oh. Tina in the doorway wrapped up Ooh. in the clear plastic. Yeah, I love hmm. that scene. And you're like, oh, it's good. Rap. And she, like, you know, and then she's like, Everything about that, because she, you know, you get this disturbing dream sequence, but then also just the uncomfortableness that you feel for Nancy when she wakes up screaming in class, uh, like, mm-hmm. don't touch me, don't touch me, don't touch me. She's all disoriented. She's screaming. And and it just helps to, like, uh, weaken the mental state of Nancy, right? That she's like, mm. it. all of the, all of the, the foundations in her life, right? The, the respect and, and, um, you know, dignity that she's got with her peers at school is now diminishing as well. She's literally got no one that believes her, no one that she can turn to, nobody that doesn't think she's a freak. Uh, and yeah, so I, Nancy's got a real feeling of, of isolation in this movie. Hmm. That too, when I, she's I, running down the hall, and uh yeah the hall the hall monitor is is, is freddy yeah yeah and, I was, and it's like that's there's nowhere you can go now in the dream world yeah. you can be anyone or anything yeah 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 for sure can i actually i want to back it up now for a minute too so this was my first viewing as we discussed and brady said he's seen it before owned the blu-ray but wasn't his preference jordan you influenced a lot of the choices, if not all the choices for the vote. Where where exactly did you stand on Nightmare on Elm Street? Like, was it the one you were rooting for to win? Is it a personal favorite of the four options? Or kind of just where? what exactly did it rank as far as were you happy that it won? Maybe not as pleased. Where, where were you on that? So this is this is my least favorite film of the four. Okay. S- still, still after watching it this time but i did want to watch it more than the other ones because it's the one i haven't seen 
nearly as much and i haven't seen it like it's been the longest time since i've seen it mm. so i was excited to to get this one and i and freddy like i said last week this was the, my first experience with horror films so he has always had a special place in my heart i think he's one of my favorite slasher killers but the movies get pretty ridiculous after this one they get <laughs> yeah Okay. They get a little confusing too. Like I But found, I still love him. Yeah, 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 yeah. I found look, so what's right, interesting right. about this film is uh and this is partially what makes it so terrifying, is there's scenes where you don't always realize right at first. They do this several times. You don't realize right at first that she's asleep. Right? At some point she's dozed off or someone's dozed off and um and you, you don't realize it until impossible stuff starts happening and you go, oh, crap, she's asleep. Um, in the sequel, but but it always it always explains to you soon enough that, yes, she is asleep and then everything kind of makes sense. In some of the sequels, I remember a lot of them, I've, most of them I've only seen once, uh, but I remember there was like, you know, you just got really confused about what's happening and because in the sequels, Freddy starts spending more time in the real world, not in the dream world. And you can't really make sense of like when they're asleep and when they're not asleep. And and continuity just kind of like goes out the window entirely. Um, so mm. that's that's something that this film <laughs> doesn't suffer from that. The, the future right. ones in the franchise definitely do. This one's scary. It is. Like yeah, it's, it's the genuinely other ones frightening. Are- yeah, the other ones are comical. Like, they're funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, the only one other than this one that I would recommend would be Dream Warriors, whatever number yes. one that is. Oh, that one is great. That one is really, really good. There's, there's, It's still got, like, you know, the campiness factor is upped quite a bit. Um, yeah. But it's, it's got some good scares. It's got you know, a, a sort of some better delving into who Freddy is and, hmm. and you know, kind well, of advances the story as opposed to just, like, retconning the rules that the <laughs> franchise has already established. Well, what they can do with these films, though, which is what makes them a little bit more bearable as they go on to even watch and just have fun, is that in the dream world... Like, anything is possible. So the campiness is kind of okay. Like, it kind of makes sense. Oh, yeah. So I think it's a little bit more palatable in this world because it's a dreamscape, right? Right. And so as, you know, and so it's it's the campiness and in some instances the unrealisticness of it is reminiscent of a dream and therefore Whoa, unsettling yeah. in and of itself. Yes, because we've all mm. had very strange dreams like we've all had weird dreams right you know you can go well that's not the way people act okay right but she's in a dream so so anything goes oh and that brings me to no remember when she's running up the stairs they're going up the stairs and their feet are going into the stairs yeah yep you know in a dream when you can't run yeah it feels like you're being held down or dragged down by, mm. by like slow like quicksand or something yep yeah 
It was very... That's the feeling I got watching that scene. I'm like, mm-hmm. I know exactly what that's like. It was a little close to home. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Jordan, do you think we'll yeah. ever see... Can I ask a question? And I'm... Oh, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Yeah. No, no. You ask your legit question because it's kind of offbeat. You okay. go ahead. All right. Uh, Ra- Jordan, do you think we will ever see Robert England return as Freddy? There's been, I know there's been a lot of talk about it. There's been whispers and rumors that there might be a project going, that maybe it'll happen, scripts get shelved. What do you think the likelihood will be of him ever actually returning? I don't know. I, I'd hope that, you know, as his career's winding down, he might really consider doing it again to spark maybe the last final years of his career or so. Like, sure. who knows how long he's going to be acting for, right? Yeah. So I don't know. I think this is the role that really made him famous, right? So I don't. I would hope so. This is the best role I've ever seen him in. He, he deserves one last go in the saddle. Ah, I think so. This is an incredible character. Oh, it is. It is. Again, I like I think it's I think it's the char- the horror mascot that I like the most. Just like from, you know, even if it's just from an aesthetic standpoint. He's got a great look. Oh, oh yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what were you going to say, Pete? I I'm just curious um because I'm just trying to gauge whether I'd ever eventually continue on in the series or not. And I just want to know. Do it. Do, yeah, do, do it. at any point, does Glenn, Johnny Depp's character return or Donald John Saxon's <sighs> character ever return? Do either of them ever show up again? Glenn doesn't return. Johnny Depp no. does. No. What? Johnny Depp has a cameo in the yeah. third really? one, fourth one. Yeah, he... he 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 has a cameo as someone who's on a TV in a scene. What? Yeah. Huh. So Johnny Depp okay. does return. Um but the character okay. of Glenn, no, Glenn's Glenn's pushing daisies. You done. Okay. What about and then what about the dad, the like the sheriff John Saxon? Is he ever back? Uh, I think so. Yeah. I th- okay. The second okay. one? Yeah, cuz Nancy Nancy is in a couple of them. Uh, okay. Nancy, yeah, Nancy's in one, two, three. I know for fact. I haven't seen the other ones in a long time. In those three, are you considering? Are you including? No, so John your Saxon is not. John Saxon's. That's it for him. Oh, okay. Hmm. Are you including hmm. New Nightmare in the three that Nancy's in? Oh, sorry. Yeah, because that's not in two. Yeah, three, I mean, because she's not. You know, in New Nightmare, it's not actually Nancy. It's the actress, right? She's kind of playing herself. Right. So, Pete, Pete the the sort of the final one uh, that had Robert in it, with the exception of Freddy versus Jason, um, mm. the final one that had it in was called Wes Craven's New Nightmare, and it was oh. uh, it featured several of the actors from the original one um, oh. playing themselves, and and. Wes Craven, like the director, and and so it was. It was kind of a the the setup was that you had these people who got real famous from this franchise, 
and you know are in the process of making another one nancy the actress who plays nancy is married she's got this whole you know she's she's married to a guy who he's got an acting career um but then uh the curse of freddie becomes real or it turns out it is real and so they have to like deal with it in real life yeah, type of it. so it's, it's kind of like a fourth really wall like very self-aware thing and so that was one where well, Fre- freddie got a big redesign because yeah. it wouldn't make sense for freddie to look just like he did in the movies because that was just a character yeah. right so the real freddie's right. got a slightly different scarring to his face um he looks uh yeah, and looks and his hand it's not a glove it's actually like blades that protrude from you know Think Lady Deathstrike from X Men Two, right? They're, it's they're, probably what he would have done if he had more budget in the first one. In the first one, yeah. But I like the glove. But then it was like a precursor yeah. to like Scream, right? Like it's so self-aware. It's so reminiscent of Scream. Like Scream is reminiscent, I guess. It was almost like the film. training wheels for Scream. Yeah, like yeah. you could tell that he was writing <laughs> Scream. He was probably writing Scream at the same time. That this, you know, that he was filming this this movie. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I don't know the dates. I don't know the dates well enough to know how well that works out. But, yeah, quite possibly. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, that's a good one, though. How much do you think Johnny Depp, how much do you think Glenn's TV weighed? <laughs> yeah, I love how they're picking, <laughs> they're just picking them up, eh? Right. Well, he just picks <laughs> it up and, like, to lay in bed with it on your stomach, you yeah. have to think that, on like... There's, you know, <laughs> I'm guessing this is like a 30 pound TV. It's got to be. Any cords. Yeah. Oh, were they cordless? Um, were there battery cords? It looked parties? cordless. Any, it looked like it. So they had batteries in them. Like what is that? Yeah, and like yeah. So then he's 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 doing this all off a set of antennas. Like there's no yeah. there's no cable running to it either. Yeah. It's so no. weird. well, the antennas, I guess, right. He was just stream. Yeah, he was just streaming. It was just watching the news. <laughs> well, he was because when he was laying there, it's like KRGR. So, oh, I guess he was dreaming at that point. Yeah, he's just dreaming. But mm. yeah, it was it was it yeah. was a rechargeable. Like you just take the TV off the dock and it's charged, and then <laughs> and then he was just streaming. Right, he was just mm. he was casting to to the Johnny device. Depp invented streaming <laughs> yeah yeah he, in, he invented google you can't see there's actually a google uh what is it google cat no what is it chromecast there's a chromecast <laughs> plugged in on the side you just can't see it because of the the angle of the shot but that explains all that away completely <laughs> mm. so i'm so watching else? i have it i have it going on in the background right now and oh yeah, that, that scenes that scenes about to happen. Actually, he's just sitting there with his TV. Oh wow, it's so funny. It's a great scene, but, man. Okay, so the mom, Marge, the alcoholic mom, Nancy. Yeah, Nancy's mom, the most dysfunctional she, parent oh, in the world. Okay, was she <laughs> awful to you guys? Like that was so. Oh, that that acting job was awful to listen me. we've never made a reference <laughs> this to this ar- this time around i i could not even do it i was like this is brutal <laughs> we we've never made a reference to this but honestly nancy would have been better off with carol friggin baskins as 
as a mother. <laughs> she would have stood a better chance. Carol would have at least believed oh. her. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And no, I it's was like wincing at the the performance. There's a little bit of cringeworthy acting. That one, like even Nancy. There's a moment where, um, where they're at the they're at the police station, and it's right after Tina's death. And it, you know, it's it's we're introduced to the concept that that the cop is her dad and her parents are divorced and stuff. And her mother looks at her and I can't remember exactly what the line is, but the mother looks at her and says, uh, "You may not think that murder is a big deal," and and which is such a weird <laughs> line. And then Nancy's like, "How can you say I don't think it's a big deal?" But it's just like it's awful acting. It's like the worst <laughs> line delivery in the entire film, potentially the entire part, franchise. But the one part that got me with with Nancy is when she's in the tub during the tub scene. Iconic scene, and, and iconic imagery. Yeah, but then at the sure. end, she's screaming, screaming, and then the mom comes up and she's just in the towel and she's trying to play it. She's like, "I'm fine. I'm fine, Nothing's mom." I was yeah, like, you I were just screaming. Like, there's no way I slipped in you the can tub. play that off. Yeah. Well, and especially, yeah. which again is just awful dismissive parenting because what mother goes, oh, okay, if you say so, dear. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true as well. I'm, I must have been having al- alcohol induced <laughs> friggin' hallucinations again. I'm sorry, my yeah. sweetheart. Uh, the thing that strikes me weird about that scene, uh, and it sticks out to me every single time, and I made a comment about it this time. Uh, so Nancy, when when her mother comes to the door, Nancy's wrapped in a towel, right? And mm. the mother's got a house coat to to put on her. Uh, sure. And maybe this is you know it's the eighties. I don't know what families are like, but it it just seems like if I were Nancy, uh, or any of the girls that I went to school with when I was Nancy's age, would not have like she like removes the towel and she kind of does it in a somewhat discreet way but there's no way that nancy's mom didn't see a lot of flesh there and my thoughts were (laughs) this just seems weird it seems weird that nancy wouldn't be like okay mom go away i want some privacy i don't i don't like i don't want you to see me take this towel off i don't know why that sticks out to me so much but i just look at that scene and i go uh this is a, an interesting. This is a very progressive family, but yeah. I don't know, man. To me, that's a that's a that's a a goof. I don't know. I, th- I look at that scene. I go. Oh, yes. Well, I'm sure there's a lot of goofs in this one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, well, in- interesting. Uh, I didn't remember. So speaking. Okay. So speaking of the bathtub scene, what is it? What is this film rated? Is it PG-13 or is it an R? It this must has gotta be an R. It's gotta be an R with all the blood and and stuff. Yeah. Hang on. Um, a nightmare on Elm Street. Not a night at the Roxbury. A nightmare on Elm Street. Another great <laughs> film, by the way. But um, nightmare on Elm Street rating. This thing is rated. Um, I don't know how to find it. Someone talk while I figure this out. Well, it says Do you on, have the Blu-ray yeah, on in front of you? Yeah, Imdaba. Yeah. It says on mm-hmm. Imdaba it's mm-hmm. TV 14, but there's no way. 
There's no what? way. Uh, it's rated R. It's rated, rated R. R on the Blu-ray. It's okay. It's got to be because I remember yeah. like this. Some of the sequels have, uh, like all horror films, uh, some of the sequels have like blatant gratuitous nudity. Uh, oh, for sure. And the only real nudity in this one is when she's pull. She's in like that underwater sequence. Um, but I was. You see more in this than I seemed to remember the first time I watched it. Like, there's a lot of. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's a you. You full on see Nancy's nipples and and stuff. And I just remember not thinking that that was the case in this movie. But if it's an R, then then yeah, that that nudity coupled with, you know, the language and the violence and the gore and uh, and stuff like the that. Five hundred gallons. Gushing out of Johnny Depp. Of blood, yeah, I think, like that, you know. that alone, right? Like that amount of blood alone is gonna do it for you. Yeah. Well, and that, that is a thing. I like. I do think there's a measuring stick that they, you know, with blood. Like, I think I you're think, allowed yeah, so much blood uh, hmm. in a film, um, and yeah. 500 gallons is definitely probably exceeding that. It's about. Yeah, it's about uh, yeah, 500 think. and. Yeah, it's about four hundred ninety-nine gallons, gallons more than you're allowed. To yeah, it's, it's right. It's yeah, yeah, it's right at the tipping point. But mm. uh, does anyone else have anything else to say? Well, okay. So can I just go in quick before we finish this off and just give in, like some insight into like Wes's why he how he came up with this absolutely concept? Sure. Okay. Yeah. So okay. So he, I guess. Um, there were articles in newspaper headlines in the 1970s about the Hmong refugees from Laos, Cambodia, Vietnam. Uh, and they fled to the United States due to the genocide and war going on back in their own countries. Um, and when they came over, they were known to suffer these uh, like disturbing nightmares and, and would try like, and would do exactly what the kids did in this for like they would do anything to stay awake like she had the coffee pots like the brewing coffee under her nightstand i guess like they were doing that like there were people like that that suffered from these uh nightmares and stuff that would do things like that um to try and keep them themselves awake um and i guess this condition only afflicted usually men from the ages 19 to 57 it said um and they would consider them these like unexplained deaths um or they would call it the brugada syndrome which is like this genetic disorder that disturbs the quote-unquote electrical activity within our hearts causing them to have abnormal heart rhythms and would lead to sudden cardiac arrest so they would like, like fall into these deep sleeps have these traumatic nightmares uh, presumably about what was going on back home and then they would suffer these cardiac arrests like these heart attacks in their sleep due to these nightmares but they wouldn't really they didn't know that for however long so they would just they would go in and they would just be dead right for no reason so they'd be fine fall asleep and die and they didn't have really any explanation for it so that's kind of he would read these newspaper headlines and stuff and that's kind of where he got the idea of um basing it probably in in the dream like around around dreaming, right? Um, hmm. And then I guess Freddy Krueger, um, 
Fred Krueger. Fred Krueger was a real person. He was like a, he was Wes Craven's uh, uh, childhood bully um, and stuff. And he based like another character in um, Last House on the Left off of him. The character's name was Krug. Uh, so same kind of thing. He's he's obviously de- he's based some characters off of this um, childhood bully. Um, that adds a he, whole like that adds a really juicy layer to to yeah, Freddy's so character. Yeah, it's super yeah. interesting. Yeah, and um, yeah, because I'm sure that it had a traumatic effect on him like he'd be making movies and referencing him this far into his career right so yeah i'm sure it affected him in a big way so it's kind of i'm sure it was cathartic for him to kind of base these characters and and stuff and film these movies i'm sure oh yeah Um, Hmm. but yeah Yeah. so then i guess he based the colors the red and green colors i guess they were those are considered the two most clashing colors to the human eye uh, so it's already like he like Freddie himself is just an off-putting guy. That's and why I hate you, Christmas. You look, yeah, and then you look at those <laughs> colors, and they're even more off-putting. Do you actually hate Christmas? No, I don't. Christmas is wonderful. Okay. Yeah, no, Christmas yeah, is fantastic. I was going to be a little upset. Yeah, no, 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 yeah. no. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not big on. Uh, I'm not big on Arbor Day, but that's you know. Do you like a nightmare? before christmas i love that and here's the thing we here's the thing man the problem with (laughs) the problem with nightmare before christmas you've got him started and my and my struggle with it as far as getting it i because i'd love to do an episode where we review it i would love to just talk for hours about the complexity of the filmmaking and, and the storytelling and all this stuff. But the issue, uh, we're just going to have to like not do a vote. We're just going to have to do it. Because the problem is, if we were to, uh, if we were to do a, if we were to include it as an option in a Halloween vote, it would probably win. Oh, for sure. However, in my mind, uh, and I like to debate this, and you know what? I debate it a little harder than maybe it needs to be debated. But in my mind, The Nightmare Before Christmas is, is, a, Christmas is a Christmas movie. Uh, yes. It's not a Halloween movie. It's a Christmas movie. Yes. Um, and th- the problem is, is it's never going to win a Christmas vote. It's, it just won't, right? It's, no, it's, no, no. it's yeah. if, if, we, if we put it up against, you know, The Grinch and A Christmas Story and, you know, I don't know, Love Actually, there's no way that it's, it's going to win. So it's kind of doomed to be you know, just lost in the, which is awful because it's, you know, like how many films are as iconic just from a merchandise standpoint and and like a lifestyle standpoint. People base their whole fashion sense off of off of Jack Skellington and Sally and, and all of these things. So, yeah, I mean, I love that film wholeheartedly. I think it's it's so morally rich. I think what they achieved with camera techniques is mind-boggling and set design and all this stuff is mind-boggling. Um, we just, we're just going to have to bite the bullet and do it. We're going to have to not leave it up to a vote. Because if we leave it up to a vote in the category that I believe it belongs in, it's never going to get <laughs> made. Just like Gremlins. Gremlins is never going to win a Christmas vote. 
So if we want to do Gremlins, we just have to bite the bullet and do Gremlins. Yeah, it's, that's a Christmas film too. Yeah, I for sure. Yeah, yeah Gizmo sure. was a Christmas present. The whole thing takes just place like Die on Christmas. Die Hard. Yes, ah. thank you, Jordan. Thank you. Bless you on the oh, Die it Hard is a reference. Christmas. It's a Christmas. Yes. Film. Yeah. Preach, might, brother. We, preach. We should. Oh, we, I'm we, preaching. We maybe need to have a whole episode just debating that because I'll <laughs> hell yeah, I'll fight that into the yeah. ground, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, what were we talking about? I think I we were just, about I, to score the film. Oh, he was—he was talking. Yeah. I—I I said that's why I hate Christmas, and he was like, "Wait." I just wanted hold to just cite a few things before we wrapped up because I think I just do think they're important. So, just real cool. quick, I want to say one quote from Wes Craven himself. Uh, he said mm. this about yeah about Freddie. Uh, so he says, in a sense. Freddy stands for the worst of parenthood and adulthood. The dirty old man, the nasty father, and the adult who wants children to die rather than help them prosper. He's the boogeyman and the worst fear of children. The adult that's out to get them, he's a very primal figure, sort of like Kronos devouring his children. That evil, twisted, perverted father figure that wants to destroy and is able to get them at their most vulnerable moment, which is when they're asleep. Shit, Pete, get that tattooed. <laughs> that's deep. That's a big. That's a big. That's a big rib piece. That's again yeah. that like you know hearing that I almost want to immediately rewatch it. And then so hmm. quick before you go into that, can I say one thing? One another quote that, that I wrote that I, I sorry I wrote I did not write this that I read from a from a book I've also heard it as well can i read that quote and then that'll put this into perspective too yeah no absolutely okay? man mm-hmm. all right so yeah so it's just a quote on theme like theme in movies and i always found yeah i find this very like a, a very awesome quote so it says theme is the specific truth about the human experience the writer intends to convey to the audience it's the message the moral the meaning of your story the reason for existing other than making money Theme is therefore what makes your story universal and thus is emotionally significant. Often the difference between the great script in a between a great script and a mediocre one is the depth of its theme. A script may be entertaining without a strong theme, but will never be considered great. Without theme, a story has little significance. It's superficial entertainment that leaves the viewer feeling empty. That's awesome. So, Man. That's so rich. Yeah, yeah, so that's if that puts the whole idea of this movie into perspective, I think this movie is very strong. Oh yeah. When it comes down to its when it comes down to its themes especially. Like it is it's a female oh, empowerment yeah. movie through and through. Well, and it's it's a big F you to people who um you know, who who think of films like this or, you know, Friday the 13th or whatever as just, you know, un, unthoughtful, mindless nonsense. Yep. Right? Who don't value them as character studies or, or you know, potentially um, rich storytelling experiences. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I, I think horror, that's what I was saying before, quick. I was just saying that, that in the last, like, I think horror in its themes, 
stands for me stands among every other genre because it's it's the one that's not afraid to look at the hard themes it's the one that's not afraid to dabble in the hard themes that not a lot of people want to really look at and i think horror is a is a way to do it it's a cathartic way to look at those hard real life themes so that's that's my two cents that's i'll leave it at that fantastic cool. Uh, so the next thing we do typically is give this son of a, uh, abusive, neglectful, alcoholic mother, um, <laughs> a rating on a scale of zero to 10. Um, Jordan, as our guest, why don't you go last? No, 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 no. Go first. Go first. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. Renamed me Tina. That's true. Chat. That's true. We so have a chat. I'm dead. Yep. I'm already dead. You're dead. You don't so. matter, man. <laughs> yep. You got the. You got the. You know. You were. You're a plot progressor. Well, who? Sorry. Who was the final girl? Who was Nancy? That's that's Pete. Pete's Nancy. Same one. Right, Pete. Same one. Pete. All right. You'll go last then. Right. You're such a that's Nancy, true. Pete. All right. <laughs> such a Nancy. One last thing. Did you guys like Heather Langenkamp? Did you like her as Nancy? Did you think she was good? I guess we dabbled into that. Again, but. I think I think there's, you know, uh, is this her first acting credit? I don't know. I guess not. Otherwise, it would be introducing her as well. I think yeah. she's, yeah. I think she's, a little fresh, as far as acting chops go. Mm-hmm. Um, Potentially, you know, and that Johnny. I think Johnny Depp being his first role, introducing Johnny Depp, I think already was displaying. Um, you know, I think he was bringing top-notch level acting and taking this film very seriously, even as his first kind of, you know, campy horror film. What I liked also was that he was like this jock character in this, and then he's so not that character from the rest of his career. Right. You know? Yeah. Like he oh, took yeah. the weird he oh, took yeah. the weird roles. Well, and and after that. and and it, you know, I think it's a combination of stuff like this, stuff like uh what is it? Private Private Resort or something. He was in like a teen sex com. Um <laughs> and then um 21 Jump Street. Right? Like I think mm, I think oh, he wanted yeah. so desperately to diverge from 21 Jump Street. Um there's this great interview where he talks about being a young adult or a late teen and you know on Santa Monica Boulevard climbing up a, a billboard advertise with his face on it advertising uh 21 Jump Street and vandalizing it with spray paint because he didn't like he'd become this like heartthrob kind of thing and and there was this big billboard of him holding a gun and and the billboard, the slogan on the billboard said, "Other kids pack lunch." Uh, <laughs> and he just, yeah, he's like, he. Uh, I knew that that was bad news. I didn't want. Like, <laughs> that's not. That's not what I wanted. Uh, so you know, and so Twenty One Jump Street, like Twenty One Jump Street, ended because he wanted out. Hmm. Right, he wanted off the show because he was just he he was he was being typecast as this yeah. heartthrob. Yeah. Whatever, which mm-hmm. is why, like, one of the the very next thing he does is Edward Scissorhands, right? Hmm. Is this drastically different? You know, it t- took this 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 sexy man of the year heartthrob image 
and covered him in in scars and did his hair up all black and turned him into the outcast, turned him into, you know, so polar opposite. It was like Freddy 2.0 with his hands. Yeah, but still, arguably, I would, uh, yeah, I would argue the most, um, you know, Edward Scissorhands being one of his earliest pieces of work, possibly still the most powerful role, the most powerful message that he's ever conveyed in anything ever being in Edward Scissorhands. Um, but that's a whole nother, we did an episode on that. Mm-hmm. All right, sorry to derail, but I'll rate this puppy. All right, zero to 10, sir. All right, I've never rated this, actually, although I think I just did last night for myself. So I think for me, this is, this is probably like this, I'll give this like an, I'll give this an eight. I'll give this an eight. Wow, eight out of ten. I'm happy. Yeah, I'm happy with an eight. I really do enjoy this this movie. It's it's, it's fun, good. man. It's good. Cool. I uh, have a good time. And hold on, in ninety minutes, like clean cut ninety minutes. This movie is rock and roll oh, from yeah. minute one. Like it's well paced. Yeah, it is true. well paced. Yep. Yeah, man. Yeah, uh, Pete. Why don't you give us your score? But for Jordan's sake and everybody else's sake. Why don't you explain, A, why you have two scores uh, that mm. you give and s- sort of how your rating system works because it's a little uh, unique to you. It's a little unique. So the second score I use is Marshall's score, and it's just tr- strictly rating a film just on its merit on a scale of 0 to 10. Mar- Marshall scale... being some dude somewhere who's listened to the show a couple of times. <laughs> or a lot. Yeah. Um, my score is still on a scale of 10, but where it lands on a 10 is how much money I would spend to see the film. So if it's kind of like in the zero to three and a half, 3.9 range, I would only see the film if I was at the cottage and there was no Wi-Fi and it was raining, I guess I might throw it in the VCR player. And you were trying kind of not the, to fall asleep so that you didn't die. <laughs> yeah. If it's in the four to 5.4 range, I'd pay money to rent it. If it's in the five and a half to 6.9, I'd spend more money and buy it on DVD. And if it's a seven or above, I'm getting a babysitter. I'm going out. I'm spending 50 bucks to buy tickets, to buy popcorn. I'm spending a whole evening at the movie theater to see it in theater. So that's kind of how my rating works. So So bearing that all in mind. Bearing that all in mind, it kind of... I There was nothing in this film that I disliked. There was nothing that I laughed at that I found comical. There was nothing in it that I thought was bad. I didn't find enough in it to give it a great rating per se. Um, maybe if I had rated it after we had the dis- this discussion, there was some pretty solid meat on this bone to talk about, to chew on as far as a villain perspective, as far as the kind of implications that it's based off of. Um, but I gave it kind of a 5.3-ish out of 10. So I'd, I'd be okay with spending money to rent it, which is exactly what I did. On Marshall scale, it just it's right down the middle. It's a 5 out of 10. It's not bad. It's not amazing. Uh, it's just right down the middle. It's a decent film. So both ratings kind of just are quite similar, but somewhere around 5 out of 10. Cool. Admirable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and how about you, babe? I respect a 5. Yeah, uh, for me, it's, oh, yeah. a, it's a seven point eight, so it's 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 cool. pretty close to Jordan's. Um, I would definitely mm. go see this thing in the theater, uh, yeah. even having seen it a couple mm. of times. And you know what? I don't know so much. Like, 
I don't know that there's a film of the options, which was Halloween, uh, A Nightmare on Elm Street, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and uh, uh, Halloween. Did I say that one? Mm. Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th. You know, anyways, all of those. Um, I don't know that there's one of those that I wouldn't go to the theater to see. Just because to me, there's Mm. something about like, you know, it's the... It's the golden age of horror, right? If right. if if yep. the Bella Lugosi style, if that's the Silver Age, then then the eighties and early nineties that was the golden age of horror, um, and and there's just something about like a you know Freddy Krueger up on the screen with uh, a a liter and a half of of coke and and a big greasy bucket of popcorn like to me that's just it you know <laughs> to me it just sounds like an experience right or even a drive-in sure. like i'd go well, see it in I, a drive-in yeah. i got to yeah. see the new remake in theaters and i know it's not this one but that was exciting for me like that was the first nightmare on elm street film that i was ever able to see in theaters so i was like sure. man i don't care like I think I love that film because of that experience. Like it was just so exciting. Mm. And Same you know, with the new Halloween. Like when the new Halloween is like this is yeah, the, first the Rob Zombie Halloween. one. No, no, the new twenty eighteen. Oh, one. the twenty eighteen one. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the first one I ever got the chance to see in theaters, and it was so exciting. Like, oh, yeah. I get to see Mike on the big screen. On the big screen. Yeah, for sure. Mm. There's, you know, yeah. So, anyway, seven point eight. Um, pretty damn decent film and like i said i think uh i think my favorite of the horror mascot so that's probably definitely contributing to the score a little bit so cool yeah cool yeah uh and then the final segment we do jordan what did you watch this week did you watch any films other than uh nightmare on elm street yeah so Last week I said that I was I just started watching that The Gollum. Remember I talked yeah, about it was like yeah, the yeah. first possibly mm-hmm. the first film ever. So I did finish I finished that finally. Um it took me a little bit. It's five chapters. It's only an hour and twenty five minutes, but it is Woo, that is a slow movie, guys. Like obviously <laughs> it's like eighteen ninety eight. But uh, it's inter- it's got some really interesting uh, visuals for sure. Like the imagery is creepy. It's uh, it's interesting if you want to like dive deep into film and whatever. I mean, it's definitely one to watch. So that I finished that one, um, and then um, I watched Cooties with Elijah Wood and Rain Wilson. Ooh, I don't know if I know that one. It's like. Hmm. Uh, it's like a zombie it's like a virus infected film but it's like elijah wood rain wilson they they're teachers elijah wood's a sub substitute teacher at a school uh rain wilson's like the gym teacher anyway there's like a a cooties breakout amongst the kids and it's like a very serious viral visceral infection and it makes them angry and aggressive just like zombies and they just start attacking the the parents and the the teachers and the old people and the older the older folks and oh yeah like tear, the old tear people the limb yeah the limb from limb so it's actually kind of it's really funny like it is hilarious um but it's interesting because it's like uh it's the kids take right so you get to see a bunch of creepy little kids eating people so it's yeah it's creepy 
Cool. Hmm. Nice. Well, that's all I got. Peter, what did you watch cool. this week? You know, usually I don't have a lot to add to this just because it's usually I've just watched the films that we're reviewing, but I've got two things to add that I watched this week. Good Lord. So. And in other news, Snow in Hell. Uh, so actually this one was a thriller horror film that i watched good lord you rewatched you rewatched cats i thought you said you would never watch cats again exactly i made an oath but i broke it jeez um no i watched a netflix original called i'm thinking of ending things it's a 2020 film that sounds dark jesse kaufman yeah jesse Jesse Plemons is in it. Okay. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's a film that uh, not only did I enjoy the viewing of it and the conclusion of it, but after watching the conclusion of it, literally for a week, I was constantly thinking about the film and I would text the people I watched it with remotely and I said, but with the ending, what do these things mean? Like there was about a dozen things that I would thought, thought about and I'm like, what do these 12 things mean now? knowing where the film ends up and it's one of those films that i was just continually thinking about it afterwards just about what it did as a film but also the storyline what was the significance of different aspects different scenes emphasis on lines and uh, things of that nature so whether or not you think it was a good film i i think i liked it i think i enjoyed it but if nothing else just the way that it captivated me both when i watched it and for like literally a week following it was definitely an interesting view. Um, cool. And then the only other thing that I watched, and it's also going to be a bit of a shout out. I'm going to give a shout out to Andrew Navialdi, a uh, friend of the show. Uh, he mentioned on a comment on a previous vote about the upcoming, at that time, the upcoming Enola Holmes film, which is also on Netflix. And I gave that a try. I didn't particularly enjoy the film. I think Henry Cavill is a great Sherlock. Um, I'm typically a pretty big Millie Bobby Brown fan. Um, just something about the film just didn't quite land for me. And I'm, I'm not sure. There was a few dynamics that I talked about that maybe I just would have appreciated the film more if it had been from a different context or at a different point from the characters' interactions with each other. So um, just without getting into it too much, it wasn't as good as I was hoping. And of like the, all the Sherlock depictions that I enjoy, like with Benedict Cumberpatch, Cumberpatch and Robert Downey Jr., Jr., of all the Sherlock universe films and series, this is definitely probably my least favorite. Um, but it was it was an interesting view, just probably not my favorite of that universe. So those are the two films I watched this week. Cool. How about you, Brady? What did you watch? I watched three films. Um, in my continuation of, so last week I said, uh, that I had watched, um, The Conjuring and mm. I had watched Annabelle. Oh, yeah. So this week I watched, uh, what did I watch, man? I watched, uh, The Conjuring <laughs> 2, yep. Annabelle Creation, and The Nun. Mm. Uh, and my thoughts are um, so last week I adored I highly recommend the first Conjuring film uh, oh, wow. I was am I 
was amazed at how much I enjoyed it. And it just felt like, like all around a great friggin' freaky experience. Uh, the Annabelle movie was a total snooze fest for me. Um, <laughs> I was awful. It was terrible. Um, this time around, Stupid dolls. yeah, this time around conjuring, uh, conjuring two, um, not as good as the first one, uh, still better by leaps and bounds than Annabelle. Um, but what was really interesting about this is like, so the conjuring, conjuring one and conjuring two, um, sort of follow, um, they're kind of, they're horror films, but they're kind of almost also like detective mystery movies. Um, or like hmm. the, the, um, Pierre, uh, 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 who's the dude from the character from murder on the Orient express. Um, and the sequel mm, that Kenneth Branagh yeah. plays, and there's a sequel coming out murder mm-hmm. on the Nile. Um, anyways, yeah. it's uh, just, yeah. So there's, there's, you know, so each film kind of presents like a paranormal, um, shitty situation, um, based <laughs> on, based on real life hauntings. Um, and then, uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren, um, who were real life paranormal investigators, uh, show up to, to help deal with it. You know, they typically they're sent in, they're representatives of the church. The Catholic church will send them in, Um, and they, you know, they do everything that needs to be done in order to prove to the Catholic Church that something really awful here is going on and get the Catholic Church to approve an exorcism. So anyways, um, they're really, really fascinating. And uh, the second one, spoilers, the second one starts out, it, it holds no bearing on the rest of the story, but the second one starts out just as they're wrapping up, uh, the Amityville case. Uh, so that was really cool. It was just kind of like this this nod to another massive franchise, another um, highly controversial yet real-world haunting. Um, and yeah, so that was a lot of fun. Annabelle creation, better than Annabelle by quite a bit. Still not as good as the first Conjuring. And then The Nun was creepy as shit. Something about nuns as it is <laughs> is really freaky, which is why I never watch The Sound of Music with the Lights Off. Um, but yeah, it was just it was it was it was super spooky. Um, Were the Warrens in that one? The Warrens are n- uh, yes. The Warrens show up in. Uh, do they show up in the nun? No, the Warrens show up in Annabelle Creation just as like it flashes forward and it kind of shows right. you scenes. It, it, how it all the whole universe is kind of like becoming connected and ties into each other and stuff like that um but this coming week i'm watching the curse of la lorana um and annabelle la, la liorna la, 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 anyways uh and annabelle comes home and annabelle comes home i'm pretty sure predominantly features the warrens um and the conjuring the devil made me do it which is coming out next year covid provided um also features the warrens so i'm very looking i'm i'm enjoying their characters and so i'm really looking forward to that so, so. patrick stewart and v 
Vera Farmiga. They're both amazing, right? Oh, I love Patrick yes. Stewart. Yes. Yeah. yeah I, I love Patrick Stewart. Yeah. I adore. <gasps> Something we forgot. You don't love Vera Farmiga? Something. Well, yeah. Giving sure. all this love to Patrick Stewart and no <laughs> love to Vera Farmiga. Something we forgot She's to mention. She's also good, Jordan. You're, you're right, Jordan. Yeah. She good. She Woo. good. Something we forgot to mention that I'm feeling sinful about. Something okay. we forgot to mention about the Nightmare on Elm Street. Sure. Oh, I know where you're going with this. What? Okay, who? What? What are you going to say? Is it having to do with the teacher? Yeah. Lynn Shay is in yes. this. Lynn Shay. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. that. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Like, it's just so, she's so young. A young. Yeah. Very yeah. young. And, and you know, in her own right, a, a horror icon. Um, and so that Ooh. was, that was just, it's just fun to see her pop up there. Yeah. Uh, and oh. I think the producer is Bob Shea. I wonder if that's her uh, husband. Ooh, maybe. Um, and Bob some Shea nepotism. Is the, some hanky-panky yeah, behind the, the scenes. Uh, yeah. He's the studio runner for New Line. Oh, okay. Cool. The, the studio that, that produced it. So. All, right. All right. Well, uh, stab this thing in its sleep, Peter. All right. Well... Again, we'd like to thank Jordan for joining us. It's been a blast. Uh, For those listening, thank you for listening. If you haven't done so already, please like, follow, subscribe on all their links below to Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, Please rate and review us positively wherever you're listening to us. And if you're feeling so inclined, check out our Patreon and merchandise pages, uh, pages below, and you can help support the show, keep the lights on, help the show grow. And if you're not at that level of support, please just leaving us a like and a comment on the episode page, whatever streaming or whatever uh, social media site you're on. We love the feedback. Absolutely. Uh, And this is the last chance. If you're listening to this prior to, um, hang on, let me whip out my calendar here. (laughs) Whip it out, man. Uh, uh, If you're listening to this prior to... Uh, what? Who who uses a calendar in friggin' week view? Okay, month view. Uh, if you're listening yeah, to this prior you. than October 20th, 2020, uh, then there is still time to hop on our social media, various social medias, um, and ask us a question for our uh, 100th episode Ask Us Anything thing that we're doing. So oh, I got a question for you. Literally, you can ask us anything, like, you know, yeah, ask ask us anything. Get get weird about it, and we'll answer it anyway. <laughs> should do an ask us nothing episode. Ask us nothing. It just it's just, just be a yeah, just be a regular episode. Or just yeah, it's just an April Fool's thing, and it's literally ninety <laughs> minutes of dead air. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's just no, me. I'll, look, I'll do. I'll call, I'll take over. Do a takeover. Yeah, podcast takeover. That'd be cool. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Well, thank you yeah. so much. And um, you know, as Pete said, Pete said it. It it's been a blast. I think the more appropriate term is it's been a slash. Ha <laughs> ha. Get it. Get it. Uh, nice. But in all seriousness, thank you for listening. Um, and yeah, watch horror movies. And watch horror movies. Get off your. Get off your. <laughs> if you're your... not a horror movie fan, watch horror movies. Give that is chance. my plug. Give it a chance. Horror movies. You know, Pete's, yes. Pete's giving it a try, so you can as well. If it's good enough yeah. for Pete, Pete... Watch all those. Watch the rest of those films that you suggested. Yeah, watch Pete... That cont- I suggested. Pete, continue on with Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay, all it's, right. It's the thing to do. 
be a completist. Yeah. You know. <laughs> You're in my world. Isn't his voice awesome, Freddy? It's amazing. Too? It's so good. You're yeah. in my world. That's that's right. impressive. That's a was it that good? is. That's uh I'm a little right. scared. Right. Well, oh. that's I was headed to bed now, but <laughs> that won't be mm. happening. No. I just have it playing in my head over and over, so at least that's not happening to you. Cool. <laughs> I just watched it during this whole I just watched it again during this whole recording, so and I'm off to bed. And I am not. <laughs>